0: And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan
1: Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program here at Saturday Morning with Dan Brown. If you have any questions about today's program or maybe a question about a subject uh, or something you've heard us talk about in the past, or maybe even a question you would like to hear us discuss in the future please contact me at Saturday morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com that's Saturday morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com and also if you'd like a Bible to file file you know follow along or or just uh, need a new Bible please you can also send me your name and your address uh, at Saturday morning Dan Brown yahoo.com that's not at saturday morning it's saturday morning dan brown at yahoo.com gotta watch that um and if you send me your name and your address i promise that i will uh, commit to you that i'll send you a, a brand new bible free of charge and i will not use your information for anything other than getting that bible to you so i i thank you and again thank you for tuning in today uh today's program destined to be holy Holiness is something that we we don't always think about. We understand and we we spoken the words many, many times that God is holy and we seek His holiness, but he also seeks that for us as well and one of the, the scriptures that leads us to that uh, understanding is in the New Testament in first Peter one chapter one, verse sixteen, where it says that is written, "Be holy." for I am holy. And many of us would struggle with that. Lord, how can we be holy? And I think uh, one of the things we have to do is that we have to continually remind ourselves of the purpose of this life that God has given to us. We've got confusion uh, that somehow we're destined to be happy. Uh, We're destined to be healthy. Um, But I will tell you, we're not destined for happiness Uh, in in this life as we go of, of the word of happiness. There is, as we've discussed before, we're going to experience joy. But there is a difference between joy and happiness and not necessarily to health either. But what we are destined to be and what we are destined to is holiness. And today. We have far too many desires and interests and our lives are always being consumed by those things and wasted by them. If you think about it, all the directions that we are pulled, uh, you know, just in this, in the, in the United States where we live, you know, we're just constantly pulled by all the media and the advertisements to, to be like this, to look like this, to wear this, to drive this, to smell like this. You have to have these shoes or sneakers on your feet, you know. Um, you'll have to have this ink on your arm or these piercings in your face or somewhere in your body. We are constantly pulled in so many directions and interests that our lives are being so wasted and consumed by these things. And you know what? Many of them uh, may be right. They might be noble. They might be good and may actually be fulfilled if we're, if we're trying to think in a righteous and godly manner and follow what God's will is. Some of those things, uh, may be actually fulfilled in our life at some point. But in the meantime, God must cause their importance in us to decrease. And this is an ongoing theme that, that is really important in sharing the gospel. The only thing that truly matters is whether a person will accept God who will make him holy, by which we've talked about submitting and surrendering, uh, will make us holy. And at all costs, a person must have what? The right relationship with God. Now there's been i hear talk about knowledge and knowledge and knowledge, and I've been involved in in different uh uh groups I will say and through my life where knowledge became the most important thing and of course, we would use instruction i mean uh um uh, instructional scriptures about how important knowledge is that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and with all thy getting get understanding but also in Corinthians it talks about Knowledge puffing up. But love will do what? Love will do good. And so we have to be cautious. And the knowledge that God is really telling us to do, uh, it's not necessarily a book knowledge of knowing Hebrew and Greek and all those kinds of things. Um, It is your heart and your willingness to surrender and submit to God so that you may have that what intimate relationship, the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. So the knowledge that we're trying to attain is that kind of knowledge. But we've seen many people who seek constantly after knowledge, and the scriptures talk about those people who constantly study the scriptures but never really arrive in the right place, do they? Because they are so consumed by the knowing of something than of the doing and the loving of the individual. Love conquers all. What does it also say in Corinthians 13? Love conquers all right that is the most important thing is love and i have been in those kinds of groups and we've had groups in the first and second century that just drove this idea of knowledge as some secret piece to salvation knowing these certain things but if you i mean it even says the devil (laughs) the demons believe and tremble so there is Is there knowledge involved? Obviously, there is knowledge involved, but that's not all you can seek. You must come to an intimate relationship with a living God. We are not following a charter or a plan of someone who is dead and buried uh, centuries and centuries ago and, and trying to apply this continually as somehow we do to our. Uh, our uh, Declaration of Independence, those individuals are dead and long gone. And you have tons of people trying to rewrite them continually now. That is not the way of the scriptures. It is not God's way. Our King, Jesus Christ, is alive and sitting at the right hand of the Father and is waiting for Us to have this intimate relationship using the example of a bride, a husband and a bride to show we know the intimacy uh, of, of a husband and a wife and how intimate that can be. He uses those examples so we get that God is seeking something very, very, very intimate. Does knowledge uh, uh, does knowledge put aside faith? Well, according in Abraham's situation, faith is what Abraham was justified by his faith. Think about these things. You need to seek this intimate relationship with God. I'm not saying that you shouldn't study the Bible. Not at all. But when that becomes a more important thing than seeking the intimate relationship with your creator, you are bound to find yourself in a path that may not be the path that you think you're on. It may not be that path. So please, please, please seek, seek, seek that relationship at all costs. A person must have the right what? relationship with God and the Holy Spirit is going to teach us all things. There is no question about that. And so do I need, do I believe that I need to be holy? Well, it is important. Do I believe that God can come into me and make me holy? Well, that, that is the, that is the job, right? Even though you're preaching you convince me that I'm unholy? Hmm. Then I resent your preaching. Think about that. We are unholy. We are broken. But in the process of what God does with us, it does. And what we find in the preaching and what we're what we are faced with is that the preaching Uh, is designed to reveal my unholiness. No question. But it also awakens an intense yearning and desire within me. But God has only one intended destiny for mankind. What is that, Dan? It is holiness. His only goal is to produce saints, isn't it? God is not some eternal blessing machine for people to use. And we've had that discussion many times. And he did not come to save us out of pity. He came to save us because he created us to be holy. Understand that atonement through the cross of Christ means that God can put me back into perfect oneness with himself through the death of Christ and without a trace of anything coming between us any longer. Ooh, ponder that for a minute. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we'll be right back after these short messages. Stay tuned.
2: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station.
1: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, thank you for tuning in this fine Saturday morning. And as always, should you have any questions about today's program or program from the past or maybe a subject you'd like to hear talked about in the future, please contact me at Saturday Morning danbrown at yahoo.com and if you would like a new bible free of charge no obligation also contact me at saturday morning danbrown at yahoo.com leave me your name and address and i will not use your information for anything other than to send you that bible so on with our program destined to be holy and sometimes this destined to be holy this can ruffle feathers Uh, About what we're going to share today in the depth of it, Uh, because we have we have many doctrinal, we'll we'll say differences between uh, some of our our brothers and sisters in Christianity and we have pre-election and we have all kinds of things in so many different areas that are not necessarily salvation issues. to to be saved, to understand who God is, to understand who Christ is, the concept is in coming to salvation that we have begun and developed through the Holy Spirit an intimate relationship with God. Again, we're not following some manuscript that is left by someone who has died and buried and bones have rotted away centuries ago. We are actively engaged with an almighty creator of all things, God. And he has a purpose to fulfill in us. And when we understand that, seeking him, seeking him in all his holiness, righteousness, grace, compassion, and most importantly, God is love and all his love we will come to a place of where we should be in our relationship with God. And He will continue to make the rest of what His will is in our life as long as we submit and surrender our will to His. And as I, as I kind of ra- was wrapping up at the beginning uh, or end of the first segment, I was sharing with you that God's only one intended destiny for mankind is holiness. It is holiness. And his only goal is to produce saints. And you're like, hmm. And again, God is not some eternal blessing machine for people to use. He didn't come to save us out of pity. He came to save us because he created us to be Holy. And atonement through the cross of Christ means that God can put me back into perfect oneness with Himself through the death of Jesus Christ. And with that, without a trace of anything coming between us any longer. It is so important to understand this. Never tolerate, because of sympathy for yourself or for others, any practice. That is not in keeping with a holy God. Don't do it. Holiness means absolute purity of your walk before God. Does that mean that you've attained it instantly? No. You are being worked on like an element hewn out of the ground that is gold mixed with impurities. And God in his infinite wisdom begins to work within us to turn it in us into that pure, priceless element. And as that happens, we end up knowing and seeing and understanding that holiness means absolute purity before your walk with God. And the words coming out of your mouth should be holy, and every thought in your mind should be holy, and placing every detail of your life under this is important. We, we, we withdraw when we hit this line so often. It is understanding that and placing every detail of our life under the scrutiny of God himself. Holiness is not simply what God gives me, but what God has given me that is being exhibited in my life. And then you might say, oh, that sounds hard. That's a, But it, it is directly related to them in knowing that you would know them by their fruits. We have those scriptures down. So if we're exhibiting these fruits, we're exhibiting holiness, aren't we? That's the idea. You will know them by their fruits. Those that are not true and not honest and, and want un, unscrupulous things for you will produce fruit that is unlike God's fruit of the Spirit at all. But when we are in God's will and we have submitted and surrendered and God's will is happening through us, the Holy Spirit is possessing us. We are being refined, brothers and sisters. We are being refined. It is absolutely incredible what God is doing in our lives and remember we shared the scripture before in the gospel of John chapter seven, thirty-eight. he who believes in me out of his heart will flow these wonderful water it is just incredible of what God has promised us now Jesus didn't say he who believes in me will realize all the blessings of the fullness isn't that what he said that's exactly what he said. Did he not say, he who believes in me will realize all the blessings of the fullness of God? So in essence, in essence of all those things, right? He who believes in me will have everything he receives escape out of him. Oh, that, that takes a little more meaning to it. Our Lord's teaching to us was always anti-self-realization. Remember, we've talked about that before. Self-realization can step in and really lead you away from the purpose of God. And I'll remind you of this, of what we talked about before. His purpose is not the development of a person. His purpose is to make a person, you're going to like this, exactly like himself and the son of God is characterized by self expenditure. Jesus gave all so that he would be one with the father, didn't he? And then Jesus's prayer is father. Let them be one as you and I are one. He is praying that we be the same essence as the father Think about what you are striving for in your walk of faith. If we believe in Jesus, it's not what we gain, but what pours through us that really counts. God's purpose is not simply to make us beautiful, plump grapes, but to make us grapes so that he may squeeze the sweetness out of us. Our spiritual life cannot be measured by success as the world measures it, but only by what God pours through us. And I've shared this with you before, and we cannot measure that at all. When we step back and begin to think how much of a blessing we have been to God, or somehow in many ways, and counting the many ways that God has used us, that is a wrong path. We simply continue to submit to God's will so that it can be done in us. That is important. When Mary of Bethany broke the flask of that very costly oil and she poured it on Jesus' head, it was an act for which no one else saw any special occasion, did they? In fact, there was someone who said, why was that fragrant oil wasted? Boy, they didn't see that, did they? That's in Mark chapter 14, verses 3 and 4. But Jesus commended Mary for her extravagant act of devotion. And he said this, while everybody else was saying it was a waste to pour that on the son of God's head. Jesus said this. Wherever this gospel is preached, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Mm. Our Lord is filled with overflowing joy. Whenever he sees any of us doing what Mary did, we acted out of submission and understanding and understanding who Christ is. Not being bound by a particular set of rules as the world would dictate to us. Or maybe even some religious pious direction and doctrinal pieces that are not part of the gospel. But our Lord is filled with overflowing joy whenever he sees us doing what Mary did not being bound by a particular set of rules, but being totally surrendered to him. Do you see this clear picture that Jesus is showing? God poured out the life of his son that the world through him might be saved. John chapter 3, verse 17. Now the question I would ask to you are we prepared to pour out our lives for him? We find ourselves week after week in a very comfortable situation. We seek out comfort and entertainment and happiness. What we need to seek is the true joy That comes from completely emptying ourselves and surrendering ourselves to the will of God. You're listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we'll be right back after this.
2: Stay tuned. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Fox News, I'm Pam Cuso. President Biden's plan to erase student loan debt from millions of borrowers has hit a legal snag. A federal appeals court has temporarily blocked it. Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, and South Carolina all say the plan threatens their future revenues. Fox's Jill Nato. The January 6th committee wants to hear from former President Trump. It's unclear if he'll comply with a subpoena. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon says he's prepared to go to prison for snubbing a subpoena from the committee. We've got
0: uh, appeals on you know, use of attorney, uh, separation of powers, executive privilege, the structure of the, of the uh, January 6th committee. So we've got a lot of appeals.
2: Bannon, who spoke to Fox's Tucker Carlson, was sentenced to four months yesterday. America's listening to Fox News.
0: Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Clear and chilly overnight, low near 40, then warming up nicely on Saturday, making for a beautiful start to the weekend under sunshine, high 68. After a very pleasant evening, increasingly cloudy Saturday night, low 49. Cloudy and breezy Sunday with periods of rain, high 66. I'm AccuWeather's Carl Erickson on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
2: WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, thank you for joining us here on Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in. We're in our third segment of today's program. And as uh, I share with you a lot, time does really go quickly when you Enjoy, uh, what you're doing. And I enjoy sharing the gospel, uh, with all of you. And I want to thank you for all your wonderful encouragements, your questions. Thank you so much. It's great uh, when I meet you on the street and we get the chance to chat for a few minutes. So thank you all. And God bless you all. And I pray that you will take what we share here to continue your studies because God has just laid it on my heart so heavily that what we need to do is to continue and continue to seek that relationship with him. I mean, when Jesus was asked by the apostles, his, his followers, what what are the most important commandments? Um, he, he said two of them. He said, love your God with all your heart, your soul and your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you do these two things, you have, have fulfilled all of the commandments that are there by those two, if you've done those. And so loving God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, how can you love just a, a, a written word that's down or, or a word on a page? It is not about loving what is written. It is about loving the individual who had it written, the individual Whose heart it came from. And it says all scripture is God inspired. And so the scriptures and the knowing and the seeking is leading us to this relationship as intimate as can be so much more intimate than a husband and wife. And we go back to that example because God has used relatable things that we understand in our life, calling himself our father in understanding how our earthly fathers were, that the position they were supposed to play within our lives as the head of the family, right? The protector of the rest of the family, the protector of his bride. But it also tells us how close the bride and the bridegroom are. And so we can see that he seeks something deeper, especially in Jesus' words where he said, Father, let them be one as you and I are one. That is something that is just almost undescribable. To the sense that we don't understand all that God is. But what we are able to understand with our limited humanity of what God allows us to understand. And then through the Holy Spirit, we're, we're able to understand much more deeper and deeper things of God. Because then God is living within us, through us. And we are submitting our will to him so that he is bringing us to this point of holiness as he is. That is the goal. That is the wondrous, wondrous of God. And so God has poured out the life of his son so that the world might be saved through him. And again, I question you. Are we prepared to pour out our lives for him or do we constantly week after week when we sit in a church assembly somewhere, do we listen, leave and not put it into practice or action? Do we not seek that intimate relationship daily, 24 hours a day? Do we not want to live and breathe the Holy Spirit in every breath? We should. And it is what we should seek because it is what God seeks in us. And so he says this, he who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And so what that means for you and I is that hundreds of other lives will continually be refreshed by what? By us sharing the gospel He warns us not to take the light that we're given, about taking that candle and that light and putting it under a bushel and hiding it under a bed. What do we do during the week after we leave our brothers and sisters on Sunday or Wednesday night? What do we do? It is not strictly about the assembly. It is about carrying away from what we got from the assembly and from our intimate relationship with God, and sharing it with all those around us. If sharing the gospel makes you uncomfortable, your relationship needs to be honed with God. It needs to be deeper. You need to seek him more. It is not about being given to us for us to clutch and hold to ourselves. It is given to us so that it may grow and bear fruit. He who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And now is the time for you and I to do what Mary did. Let's take the flask of our lives. Break it. Stop seeking for our own satisfaction. That is a mistake. And pour out our lives before him. Our Lord is asking us continually throughout the scriptures. Who of us will do this for him? Many are called, but few are chosen. He goes on to say, who will I find when I come, when I come and make my second presence? When I return, who will I find? Will I actually have to make the rocks cry out? When you go and you receive the gospel, multiply it that's what that parable is about making it grow sharing it with others if you keep it and you hide it even what you have will be taken away don't let that happen in your life we need to move forward In our walk of faith. Understanding clearly what God is asking us to do. Not sit endlessly studying and never coming to an understanding. Take what God has given you and share it. If you're not sharing it, your life is not complete. Share it. As the apostles moved from town to town to town, the message that they left with those towns and those regions was to share and continually to share that message. And eventually going from God's people of Israel to share it with the Gentiles. Absolutely, incredibly amazing. What we seek to do and what we seek to have When we seek the, when we're seeking the scriptures, there's a scripture in 2 Samuel 23 verse 16. It said he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And if you get a chance, take a look at the story of what's actually taking place there of what this individual did and why he poured it out to the Lord. And I'll ask you, what has been like water from the well of Bethlehem to you recently in that story? Is it love? Is it friendship or maybe some spiritual blessing? Have you taken whatever it may be, even at the risk of damaging your own soul, simply to satisfy yourself? You see what I'm talking about here? You see the connection. What God is giving us is not about only satisfying ourselves. We partake of that water. But if we hold on to it only for ourselves, we have done the gospel a great injustice and we are damaging our own soul. And if you cannot pour it out to the Lord, we're going to have we're going to have problems. You can never set apart from God something that you desire for yourself to achieve for your own satisfaction. And this just keeps circling back and back and back to the same theme that is so crucial. It is a complete emptying of ourselves. It is a complete submission of our will and surrender to God's. When there is a fraction of satisfying ourselves, Within this calculation, it is going to go amiss. Ponder that for a few minutes. We're going to take a short break. And you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back.
2: If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401Ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovic, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app.
1: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining us on this early Saturday morning. I know it's early, but what a better way. I can't really think of a better way uh, to wake up and just concentrate on the Lord. Concentrate on that relationship. I'm praying that uh, if you've been listening to our program afterwards that you will reach out to the Lord just to keep renewing your relationship day by day, seeking his will in your life and not seeking your will. This is where we run afoul. And, you know, we can convince ourselves, oh, oh I'm, I'm really doing this for the Lord. And when you seek it in truth and with clear and open and honest eyes, you will know if you're doing it for the Lord or not. You really will. But um we we as people try to justify things in so many ways. But I will tell you, it is a, a, a path that will lead you away from the Lord when you put your will in there. It it is. We need to continue emptying ourselves. What did Jesus do? He emptied himself for the Father's will. All of it. And took upon himself all, all of our sin. All of our sin. All of our sin. And so God seeks for us to empty ourselves of our will to seek his and allow his purpose to be accomplished in our lives. And if it's not about seeking an intimate relationship, if you if you can't find that within your thought process, the path that you are on is leading you away from our God instead of towards him. God is alive. God... <laughs> He is there and waiting for you to kindle that relationship. His arms are outstretched, waiting for yours to reach up and grab hold. His love is never ending. And listen, if you're thinking about God, you're never too far gone. It's not about where we've been. It's not that my sins are so great that God cannot forgive me. That's God's call. Not your, stop throwing yourself into the equation and believing that you know what God wants in some way or what God says is not that he can't do. God does the impossible. He provides us with strength to overcome things that are unimaginable, things that we could never do on our own. Seek him with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. What are you loving if you're not in loving God says you shall love God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul? You're not loving a cause. You're, you're not loving pages written down on a word, although you can love the scriptures that way. But the love that God is telling you to do is to love him intimately. Develop a relationship and a communication that the Holy Spirit of God, will possess you. You will be filled with the essence of our Lord. That's what he seeks for us to become holy, to become saints. Is it instantaneous? No, I'm not saying that boom from one second to the next. There there is work. It certainly wasn't that way with the apostles as they uh, went with the Lord. But as we saw them develop in their lives, as the experiences that they were confronted with that were just, and so often horrific and terrifying experiences, filled them with joy. How do you sing songs when you've just been beaten in jail, beaten and whipped in the essence of trying to break your spirit by breaking your body? God says, don't fear him who can kill the body. Fear the Lord. Feel the Lord who has control over your soul. Hmm. Let us seek and move in that direction. The issue becomes until I pour out these things to God, They actually endanger those that I love around me because they may be seeing me do this by me seeking my own self-satisfaction instead of seeking God. And not only may be it endangering those around me, but it's definitely endangering myself because these things can be turned into lust. And lust is not only about a sexual situation you can lust for money and power and so many things and control. Yes, we can even be lustful in the things that are not sordid or vile. We can. We can be lustful in so many of the wrong, wrong ways. But love, love must be transformed by being poured out into the Lord. Think about that. Think about the deepness of the relationship that God is seeking. Think about that relationship. If you've become bitter and sour, it's because when God gave you a blessing, you hoarded it. This happens all too often. Yet if you had poured it out to him, Again, back to that oil that Mary poured upon Jesus head. Everyone was to, wanted to keep it for themselves for the wrong reasons. But if you had poured that blessing out to him, you would have been the sweetest person on earth. So much so that Jesus said because of what she had done, it would be written of and be remembered for ages upon ages. Isn't that who we seek to be? All of these individuals around Jesus came from brokenness, came from sorrow, came from sin. And even while in his company, seeing so many miracles the feeding of the 5,000 multiple times. And remember the 5,000. They were only counting men. Not women and children. The raising of the dead. The blind being given sight. The deaf being made to hear. That is where our love and our relationship lies. And until we are willing to. To pour that blessing back to him from us. It isn't going to work in the way that we believe it's going to. If we covet it for ourselves. If you're always keeping the blessings to yourself. And never learning to pour out anything to the Lord. Other people. Will never have that vision of God. Expand it through you. Don't hold on to it. Give it away freely. Because freely. You have been given. And freely give. Become that tree that bears so much fruit. I pray that for all who are listening. I pray that for all our brothers and sisters. And I thank the Lord every day for the opportunity that he's given me to share these words. And I pray that you will follow in that path. Your path of faith will bring you to that realization that what God is seeking is an intimate relationship with you. And the blessings that he bestows upon you are to be poured out upon him to those around you, is incredible opportunity. I really want you to think about that. Because we're all called. We we, we think about missionaries and we send missionary support, but so often we don't have a self-realization that what God is calling us to be is a missionary. Everyone who is called to the gospel is a missionary in some way in whom the Holy Spirit has brought about this realization. Like it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, you are not your own. Here's what he said. I am not my own. And when you say this, it's to have reached a high point in your spiritual nature. The nature of that life in actual everyday confusion is evidenced, evidenced by the deliberate giving up of myself to another person through a sovereign decision. And that person, my brothers and sisters, is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit interprets and explains the nature of Jesus to you and I. And to make me one with my Lord. Not that I might simply become a trophy for his showcase, not by any means. Our Lord has never sent any of us and his disciples out on a basis of what he had done for them. It was not until after the resurrection when the disciples had perceived through the power of the Holy Spirit who Jesus really was and said, go, go out into all the world. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.